a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it, darkness, shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, and welcome to this podcast on Double Eagles Radio Network today in the podcast series, Christ in You, the Hope of Glory. Today, take a journey with me into the supernatural. It was a cold, wet, and dreary November day. And as we were walking around in the 7th, the 5th, and the 4th Eridonismus of Paris, Paris, we were walking in the glory of God. I was hungry, I was sweaty, and my wife was just a wonderful angel walking around as we were searching for a one of those famous Paris cafes to sit down, get a bite to eat after our sightseeing, but as you know from prior podcasts and experiences with me, nothing is like that. It's just not some natural walk. But my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of the unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. In other words, as we're going, my spirit was on was was on a 24/7 on guard as a spotlight in a laser beam as we were walking in these neighborhoods for the first time ever the apostolic mantle of the glory of God was there for the first time yet it's not the first time that God's been there it's been centuries in the making in the supernatural conflict of supernatural war between good and evil has been going on there for over a thousand years. Welcome to this podcast message called The Warlock of Notre Dame. You see, when God sent me there, he sent me, not only just to have a good time, but not only to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, but for the pulling down of strongholds. And in that November day, in 2012, my spirit man was on point. Then David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord God, 
the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies in Israel, whom thou hast defied. Remember when you're walking in supernatural warfare, you have to have on your armor of light, the shield of faith. The Cathedral of Notre Dame has been a center point territorially for hundreds of years. It's called Our Lady of Paris. Is dedicated to the Virgin Mary. It is a religious ground zero for a warfare. And that virtuousness has been under siege when we when we went there. They, I mean the, the tourists were lined up everywhere. Everyone's smoking cigarettes. It was when we came into that cathedral, it was so dark and dank and eerie. The only place that there was light was in us. Behold the kingdom of glory, the kingdom of heavens within you. So as you walk back and restore the past to dwell in or take back the lands that are suppressed through supernatural warfare, falling away godlessness, not only it comes from poverty and suppression, all of a sudden prosperity and light like a flower budding on a spring day. And you can smell the difference between that sulfuric, demonic smell and the lavender scents of the lavender fields, like Mary's alabaster box, of that aroma which gives you calm and comfort. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Because you might just think you're just there. You're not just there. You're there justly. We walked for hours that day. We'd walk into a cafe full of tourists, full of people, just looking. But our spirits, no, not this one. No, not this one. Now we're hours into this. And all of a sudden, we came around the corner in the sixth Ardonsment. And there was this massive, beautiful fountain statue of St. Michael with the devil under its foot. Yet Michael the Archangel when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. He didn't even bring a railing accusation against Satan. But rather he said, the Lord rebuke you. So right at that moment, my wife said, go stand over there. And I, we took a picture of me in front of that statue. Surrounded with great darkness. I was beaming like an innocent light. It's God's innocence, and innocence in Christ is your power of love that defeats all the power of the wicked. So after we took that picture, I started to feel the depths of darkness surround us because the hordes of demons that had run these neighborhoods 
through vice, through variance, through all this demonic activity, was being unsettled with my presence. You knew something supernatural was taking place. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one. They had authority and not as the scribes. And there was one in the synagogue, a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, saying, Let us alone, what have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him, Hold thy peace, come out of the man. An unclean spirit, when he had torn him, he cried with a loud voice. He came out of him, and they were all amazed, insomuch that they questioned amongst themselves, What thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commandeth he the unclean spirits, they do obey him. Finally, our spirit felt at home. It said, let's go into this little French bistro. And it was about evening time. It wasn't the sun set yet, nor was it totally bright out, but it was in that twilight moment, grayish and with the rain, and we were soaked. We are hungry, but my spirit, man, was alive with a sword about, I would say, a hundred foot tall in the spirit. Suddenly we walked into this place. It was dank. It was dreary. It was suppressed. There was no music playing. And there was this big blob-like creature sitting there with tattoos, skull rings, earrings, piercings, stank, worse than the Paris sewer system. Feasting like Jabba the Hutt with about a half dozen minions around it. Who'd want to eat there? The little waiter or the manager of the place was like a LeBeau from Hogan's Heroes. He came over all nervous with very few other customers in, in the cafe. And my, well, my wife felt, when he, she saw this thing in this man, he was 350 pounds of tattoos, gnarled, knotted, greasy hair. And I said, she felt this terrorizing fear. My spine just fused. I said, we're in the right place. We sat down. As the managers nervously attending to us, we ordered some food. And my wife gave him one of her beautiful CDs. And it had on it, a house is not a home, and when you wish upon a star. Just gorgeous jazz. 
anointed jazz. And he nervously received it. And at that moment, all of a sudden, you could feel these cinder eyes looking at me. You could feel a choking in the spirit in this man beast sitting there. And I was getting calmer and calmer and more relaxed all at the same time. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations and he should rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture on his thigh a name written King of King, Lord of Lords. At that moment, the Lord told me and revealed to me, sitting in this man, was a thousand-year-old ruling warlock who had dominion in this territory that ruled in the principalities from the stratosphere on down. He was the enforcer in this territory for Satan that ran through the fourth ordonnement that ruled over the cathedral of Notre Dame all the way to the statue of St. Michael. And we, we had come from the seventh ordonnement more close over by the Eiffel Tower. It, it, it was just, it was a supernatural setting. And as I sat there more comfortable and full of light, this thing started to sweat and perspire. Now, usually when the anointing hits me, man, I can tell the fire of God. Well, the anointing in me of Jesus Christ was hitting him. I sat there. My wife asked several times if you want to leave. I said, we ain't going nowhere. This warlock of Notre Dame is being taken down. And all of a sudden, as we got in the light and I'm reading the menu, there's a loud racket and she said, I thought there was going to be a physical confrontation between me and this ghoul. The weapons are warfare. They're not natural. They're not carnal, but they're money through God, through those pulling down the strongholds. And in the spirit, all of a sudden, Michael the Archangel rose up and cut this root, a stinky root that had had, it, it's like a bay tree, the root of defilement, enforcement, and perverseness through witchcraft in that whole area just got sliced as the light of Christ came out of my eyes like a laser and hit this warlock. All of a sudden, the whole room started to change, and he started to throw down his, his napkin on his chest that he had slobbered all over. All of a sudden, they got up and almost ran out of this bistro. At the very same time, our little Pepe Le Pew manager all of a sudden flips on my wife's music. 
starts dancing with our food and simultaneously the restaurant filled up with innocent tourists the lights got brighter it stopped raining and all of a sudden a celebration a feast a restoration and awe came over the whole place as they were singing to my wife's music, dancing in the tables and feasting us with a buffet that they didn't even know what happened. Yes, the warlock of Notre Dame, the warlock of Notre Dame has caused great ruins. Understand that this supernatural marvel against the forces of good and evil that day prevented the spark that tried to burn down that cathedral six years ago. That just did it now because we we haven't been back. You know, something better is going to come out of this because Jesus Christ is going to be glorified again just like he was on that November day in Paris. I'm Andrew McComb. Nothing is impossible, God. W Radio Network.